You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Well, hell to the O. Hello. (laughs) And welcome to Uncorking a Story. I'm your host, Mike Carlin. And today, I was inspired to talk about always giving 100% whenever you commit to something. And of course, something like that, a topic like that is going to require a little bit of a backstory. So here it is. This past Tuesday night uh, was a night unlike any other Tuesday I've had in a long time. Uh, (laughs) And that's because I sat in on a new seminar series called Comedy Roads, where comedian Bob DeBono uh, brought together some real A-list talent for a panel discussion. And, you know, during the discussion, he he talks about, you know, their their path to comedy. He he has, um, you know, the, these A-list comedians give advice to up-and-coming comedians. It was, it was really a great, great and inspiring event um, because, you know, all of us who are kind of up-and-coming and there was actually a couple of other people who had, you know, some some pretty good experience, um, but we're also audience members. You know, we could sit in and, and, and listen to things live. And then at the end... Um, we had the chance to ask questions and uh, it was great. It was, it was a lot, uh, a lot of fun. It was very informative. And, you know, really, I mean, I've, I've really missed the comedy scene <laughs> since the pandemic hit, you know, um, I know shows are going on in Connecticut. Um, I'm just not ready to participate because, uh, you know, there, there's some high risk people in my household and, and I don't want to take the chance. And I know that it's always going to be there. I know it's always going to be there. So I will, um, you know, get, get back on the horse, so to speak, when, when I feel it's safe for me and, and my family to do so. I have been writing lots of writing. Uh, we'll get we'll get to that more in, in a little bit. But um, but I have missed comedy. It was great to actually reconnect with uh, with, with, with let's call them like minded people, uh, but also, you know, get some pointers from from those who have had a lot of success in the industry. And um, yeah, I mean, it didn't fill the void of, of not being able to perform, but um it was uh it was it was an otherwise inspiring thing to do on a uh, on an otherwise ho hum tuesday night you know there's only so much law and order s for you you can watch you know there's only so much Rizzolian isles uh, a guy can take before he starts to uh get a little get a little crazy uh anyway not, not a knock on those shows i actually um i'll trade in my man card here i do love Rizzolian isles um and i did I, I interview tess garretson years ago, who was the author of the Rosalian Isles books. And um, she was great. So I have a little affinity towards that. Anyway, this isn't about Rosalian Isles, is it? Um, (laughs) Let's talk about Eddie Brill. So Eddie Brill was one of the panelists on Tuesday night. And I actually saw him many years ago. I was uh, given a ticket to go see a taping of The Late Show with David Letterman. Somebody knew that I was like the world's biggest U2 fan, still am. They were the musical guests that night, and um, it was uh, the last night that they were performing. It was like a, they had a residency that week on Letterman, and uh, it was it was awesome. I got to see them perform, 
But I also got to see Eddie Brill because he uh, he he warmed up the crowd before Letterman came on. And uh, during this panel discussion, Eddie was talking about his early days as a stand up. And he told this story. And uh, I want you to listen to it closely because it's fascinating. I was at Caroline's one night and David Brenner had the, the two eight o'clock and 10 o'clock. And I was on the 1230 show and eight o'clock and 10 o'clock sold out. 12 people in the audience for the 1230. And I complained to Brenner and I said, I can't believe it. I have to work the 12 people, 1230. And it was running late. It was almost one o'clock. And he yelled at me and said, those 12 people came to see you. And those people are, they came, they deserve the best show of your life. I've come up with the best material in the world, working the three people, five people. So I went up there and I had the, one of the best sets of my life because he yelled at me. And I never forgot that. And I, I've worked to two people twice in my life and they're memorable sets. Well, there, there's uh, quite a bit to unpack there. I mean, you know, first off, David Brenner, I mean, monster comedian. I, I remember watching one of his stand-up specials. It had to be about 20 years ago, if, if not even more. And at the end, he had a rabbi fly in on a harness, kind of like uh, if you remember like the MTV Music Awards back in the late 90s, Howard Stern came, came on as Fart Man. He kind of flew down from the rafters. Well, David Brenner had this, this rabbi fly down from the rafters on this harness, and he actually married somebody at the end of, at the end of the special. And uh, that, that scene always, always, I don't remember one of his jokes from that special. I do remember uh, his, his impromptu wedding at the end of it. I guess it wasn't impromptu for him, but uh, anyway, what did David Brenner say? His advice was those people came and they deserve the best show of your life. Now, wow, that's, you know, 12 people, you know, and I, I can, you know, I only started doing comedy a couple of years ago. I cannot relate to a thing that Eddie Pearl just said. You know, I can't relate to being mad that only 12 people, you know, showed up to a show. You know, sometimes if 12 people were there, I'd, I thought it was a pretty good night. Um, but, you know, I can relate to the not wanting to be on, you know, that Eddie was talking about, you know, not wanting to be on. You know, I, I can certainly relate to that. So, you know, you know, I've, I've mentioned it before. You know, for a, a large part of my professional career, I ran focus groups and and I honestly hope to do so again when this, you know, pandemic ends. But, um, you know, for those of you who have no idea what a focus group is, it's basically, you know, it's a market research um, methodology where you get, you know, a group of six to eight strangers together in a room. And, um, you know, I, I have a conversation with them. You know, I lead a discussion with them about, you know, whatever it is my clients want me to talk about. You know, and I would run like two to three of these a night. They're usually about two hours each. So kind of like four to six hours of, of doing this um, takes a lot of energy. Uh, the uh, the typical project is about, you know, six to nine groups. So there's there's a lot of talking. Um, but, you know, by the eighth group, you know, probably even by the seventh, you really have learned everything you're going to learn. I mean, that's that's a little bit of a secret. A lot of clients think that talking to more people is better. So, you know, we'll sell more. It makes more money for us. That's fine. But, you know, you really you've learned everything you need to learn, you know, by that by I'd say even the seventh group. Right. So, you know, um, sometimes you don't you don't give you don't give your all in those later in those later groups. And I learned this lesson the hard way. You know, and, and I'm someone who always runs high energy sessions, you know, because because I have to set the tone for the discussion. You know, whether I'm talking about male prostate health or ads for a credit card, if I don't set the right tone, you know, I'm not going to get much out of the uh, the eight strangers that I have in front of me. 
So here's 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 the story, right? So on the third day of a project, I was heading into my seventh group. You know, we had already done six in two other markets, right? So I was in New York, I was in Chicago, and now I had just flown out that morning to LA. And, you know, I was basically writing my report on the plane because I knew I knew everything, you know, that there was to learn. We've already learned. Um, so I was getting a head start on my report writing. Anyway, you know, I was I was tired going into that, going into that, you know, seventh group. And I'll be honest, I phoned it in. I phoned it in. It was low energy. I missed a few opportunities to probe deeper. That doesn't that sound sexy? Uh, but you know, I missed a few opportunities to ask them some interesting follow up questions. And, um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't on. I wasn't on. I wasn't me. And that was a big mistake. That was a big mistake. You know, this was back in the day. I was young in my career. I was still working for a larger firm, you know, a larger research firm. And, and the person who sold the project was with me. And they sat me down after that group and, and they told me um, that, you know, even though that these the, the, these final sessions, right, were, were a formality, I was still being paid to bring 100% of myself into that session and that our clients deserved more than what they just got. And that took me by surprise. Uh, I'll be honest. Um, it took me by surprise. But I'll tell you something. Those eighth and ninth groups were spectacular. <laughs> I didn't miss a beat. I was telling jokes. I was getting people to laugh. You know, we 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 brought it home, and that's what they remembered. Ultimately, they didn't remember the the, the poor performance in the seventh group. They remembered, you know, the seventh and I'm sorry, the eighth and ninth. Um, but the point is, you know, just like Eddie Brill needed David Brenner to set him straight, I needed that salesperson to give me that wake up call. You know, and, and as somebody who mentors other moderators now. I find myself having to give those kind of wake up calls to others and and it can be uncomfortable, you know, but it's an important thing to do, you know, for two reasons. Number one, it'll help the person that I'm mentoring in their career, you know, it'll help them. Um, It could be uncomfortable uh, to get a little criticism, but it can help them. And the second thing, if, you know, if, if they can't take that criticism, it's probably a sign that, that the career, that this job is, is not the right path for them. And, you know, to me, that's a better lesson to learn sooner rather than later. So the big lesson here is that if you commit to doing something, you've got to do it to the best of your ability because you owe it to the person you've committed yourself to. And quite frankly, you owe owe it to yourself as well, right? You owe that to yourself as well to always give 100%. And if you're not, if you find that you don't have the energy to do that, then you really have to, you know reflect and and ask yourself if if you're you're actually doing the things you want to do for the right reasons. So there uh, you have it a quick one today. Uh thank you for uh, as always thank you for listening and and uh hearing me pontificate about giving 100% and the uh, lessons I learned from uh, Eddie Brill this past week. Um if you want to learn more about Comedy Roads, which is the seminar series I mentioned earlier, I'm going to post a link to it in the body of of this post. So if you go to uncorkingstory.com and and you find uh, this write-up in the body of it, you will see a link to Eventbrite and that will have all you need to know about Comedy Roads and and how you can participate in it. A lot of fun and I hope you enjoy it. So just a few things as we wrap up. uh, The Ruin of Souls, my new book, is available for pre-sale, pre-order rather, on Amazon.com. It's going to be available everywhere, but Amazon is the only place where I know how to do a, a pre-order. So if you go to amazon.com and uh, search for my name, Michael Carlin, you'll find 
all you need to know about um, about all of my books, number one. But also you'll see the Ruin, <laughs> Ruin of Souls up there too. And you'll be able to pre-order that. Also, um, hey, look, if you like what you heard here, please, uh, please, number one, if you haven't done so already, um, hey, like us, um, like us, favorite us, whatever, whatever it's called, subscribe. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please tell a friend, um, tell a friend about us. And uh, we, we got a very nice review last week um, uh, over iTunes. And uh, I always appreciate that. So if, if you do like what you hear here, uh, here, here. Oh, look at that. Uh, if you do like what you've heard, uh, perhaps that's a better way of saying it. Please uh, consider writing a review because we uh, we always appreciate that. And that, of course, helps other people find the show as well. So for all of us here at Uncorking a Story, this is Mike Carlin saying thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week with another couple of episodes. <laughs>